Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, everybody. Satan here. I know what you're thinking. Jesus Christ, Satan has a podcast now, too? No, no, that's not it. But I am here to tell you about a podcast. And it's one that's all about my favorite band, Punchline. Not the band you expected me to say, right? You probably figured I'd like Slayer, or maybe some backwards Beatles records or something. Those are okay. But you usually find me rocking out to fan-favorite Punchline albums like Action or Lion while I'm torturing dead people for all of eternity. Punchline's podcast is called A Band Called Punchline, and it's super entertaining to listen to this documentary-style look back at the 25 years of my favorite band. Honestly, I'm really feeling like I'm getting to know these guys, and their story is amazing! I'm so ready for them to get down here. I have so many questions. I gotta give them credit for catching on to my whole 37 thing, too. There's a reason why they're my favorite band, and if you listen to their podcast, they might become yours, too. A band called Punchline is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out, and I'll see you all in hell. So here we are. It took us eight episodes, but we're going track by track, and we've yep. officially gotten to what is the first true Weird Al single. Yes, with My Bologna. This is obviously a parody of My Sharona by The Knack. The narrator, in this case, Al, talks about his obsession with Bologna sausage. Um, it is a re-recording of the song. The original Columbia Records single version did not appear on an official Weird Al album until 1994 on the permanent record Al in a Box compilation. Mm. Having heard both, both of them, I can categorically say I definitely prefer the album <laughs> studio version to the bathroom version of yes, my blown version, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it before, but yes, those lo-fi bathroom singles sound very much like something recorded in a bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's something very endearing about it, and we're going to get to one of those actually does make this record. There's something very endearing about it from this, like, really clearly a young 
at home approach to making these songs for him you get like it's a nice little taste of his early days but for this one especially yeah no this this version of the track is way better uh and there's also another fun story similarly to when we talked about i love rocky road and the one of the original authors of the original i love rock and roll uh this also kind of has a little bit of a artists early on showing appreciation for what al does uh he was at a show and the lead singer of the knack was there and he said to him oh my god my bologna is such a great song and the president of Capitol records rupert perry was sitting there and he literally just turned to him and said you guys should put that out on Capitol records oh my god and, i didn't know that that's yeah, amazing and rupert was just like all right let's do it so he was paid five hundred dollars wow. for the song's master as well as the b-side which we talked about school cafeteria and then yes. that was released on Christmas Day, 1979. Amazing. 1979. That is so crazy to, to think about. <laughs> you know, we can get into my Bologna in a second, but I do want to talk about the song My Sharona for a little bit yes. because I love this song. And when I think of the song My Sharona, what I think about is being maybe elementary school or very early junior high. And my really starting to take an interest in music in in a big way mm-hmm. and knowing the song my sharona and my dad having the knack record and i want to say it was one of the first records that i ever just on my own volition was like let me put this on and listen to the rest of this record yeah and it's a really good album get the it knack is. is a great record <laughs> It is a great record. They're a really good band. I mean, they, you know, I'm talking to you. You should like, I guess the Knack qualify as a one hit wonder. Yeah, we did. We did an episode on them actually with, with someone who I would put money on the table will be on this episode, but it was with, (laughs) it was with Linus of Hollywood from the band. Uh, I don't, I mean, he's a mutual friend of both of ours and we both know he's a weird Al fan. So I really can't imagine a world where Linus doesn't show up on this podcast eventually. Yes. But I'm into it. Bring it on. Come the, on, Linus. Let's do it. The Knack is actually a really fascinating band because Capitol Records really, really thought that that band was going to be as big, if not bigger, than the Beatles. Mm. Obviously, the Get the Knack album cover was designed to kind of look like the Meet the Beatles album cover. But I remember when we were doing the research on this, it was like something along the lines of like they had at the time one of the largest signing bonuses in like Capitol Records history. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, it was the fastest gold status debut single since the Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand in 1964. That's no how kidding. big that song was. That's It's both surprising and it's not surprising because My Sharona is truly one of those like ubiquitous songs. Like it's hard to imagine someone having not heard this song. Even really big songs you appreciate. Like there aren't that many, like in the grand scheme of popular music that are so universally known and generally loved. I feel like this is a a pretty, you know, this remains a, uh, you know, like wedding dance reception staple to this day. This is everywhere. And I think that it's, I'm pretty sure I'm paraphrasing Chris on that episode. I know I've heard Chris say this on other episodes, but that opening riff just feels like a riff that's always existed. Like, you know, it's so funny you say that because I just was going to say this is one of those things I've talked about this with a lot of musician friends. The, the bass, the drum and bass line to this song is one of those things that it is hard to imagine somebody had to write. Yes. <laughs> that didn't exist. 
and then they made it because it is so like fundamental to pop music and rock music. It's crazy to think that someone had to write it. It's almost like the guitar lick to satisfaction, those sorts of things where you're just like, yeah, that should have just someone, been someone there. pulled that out of the ether and now we all have it, but it, at one point it didn't exist. I, I can't even imagine. I hope. I don't know a whole lot about the story of the knack, but in my mind, when they came up with that part, like everyone in the room was just like, oh my God, we just struck gold. Like this is huge. Those like you incredible moments. There's no way you oh. heard that song and didn't know that you had a hit on your hands. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, so simple, but so effective. It's just like, there's nothing. It's just, you know, from a musical perspective, it's an octavating part. It's just the same note up and down a register going with that drum groove. So simple, but so immediate, iconic. You'll never mistake the beginning of my Sharona, unless it's my Bologna. Yeah, well, and I mean, <laughs> talking about that great bass and drum line translates to an accordion pretty nicely. <laughs> pretty nicely, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'm just going to come out and say it right now. To me, this is the top. I think this has to just be my single favorite parody on this record. Okay. Because this is the epitome to me of this album's best qualities. It has all of that punk rock intensity and energy. He speeds it up. It's already a pretty fast song. They play it significantly faster. It's really, it's very accordion heavy. And this is just like oozing with energy and excitement. And we were talking before about stop dragging my car around sort of feeling like how much do they care about the song that they're playing and in this one man do you feel an excitement to be doing this track oh for sure and this is to to bounce back to something we were talking about earlier like the difference between this studio version and that like bathroom version is yeah while it translates well to an accordion having that full band backing it up on the studio recording just takes it up one more tier just the drums and bass added to it also allows like the middle section where Al is taking the solo on mm -hmm. the accordion. It just makes it feel more full and more like part of the actual track. Yeah, no, this is just, it's a better take of the song in every, I mean, doing the song without the real drums, like we were just talking about like the drum and bass groove is everything in this track. Yeah. So to do it without drums and bass is like, oh, you're really missing a lot of what makes this song special. Yeah, you're mi you're missing the heart and soul of the song. Yeah. And then it's got that weird, like it's got the, the burp, which <laughs> is, I believe... I heard that that is a sample from. Oh, really? From again, referenced it at least three different times already on this show. Mad Magazine compilation album that I had has a song called "It's a Gas" uh, mm. that has a bunch of fart and burp noises in it, followed by someone yelling <laughs> "It's a gas," and I believe that that burp is from that recording of "It's a Gas." Wow, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. I'm always struck by when that happens in the song, that burp is louder than any other part of the track. Yep. <laughs> that comes through so loud when you listen to this song. It is like, it's 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 really startling and funny. <laughs> it's the only element of this that's like, this song does not have hand farts or any of that other goofy stuff. It's just a very straight take accordion, bass and drums. And then he throws in the belch just to, oh, it's, and just it to give it a little bit of that howl. What a belch. Obviously, we're not going to cover this in the music video category. Uh, mm. Theoretically, there's a music video, but it's basically just Al by himself lip syncing yeah. to the song. It's it's not really, it, it's nothing. It's it's, it's kind of nothing. Yeah. So we're, we're going to ignore that and yeah. just kind of 
stick with at, at this point until we get to in 3d there won't be any more music video rankings for a little yeah, bit. yeah that's true we're done but yeah done i point. mean it i can understand why this is up there i i don't know my love for ricky i'm torn on where i'm gonna put this <laughs> no thing. that's that's totally fair no nah. I, I just i don't know this really kind of does it for me I, i'm you know another interesting thought and we're talking about like specific moments in his career and things that have happened this is not unusual for this song but this is a rare example where he does change the arrangement mm-hmm. from the original because the original version of My Sharona has that long bridge and yeah. all instrumental break and Al just cuts it completely. And I do think that there is a single mix of My Sharona that cuts that as well. Probably because it was um, the, the the record version is almost six minutes, I think. It's really, really long. Um, and he just again, it's instrumental, too. So like it kind of makes sense. It's usually the first thing it. to get cut when you're doing yeah. the radio edit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But an unusual thing for Al to not, um, at least in terms of the grand scope of his career, an unusual thing to make an arrangement change on the original song. Yeah. Usually it is fairly loyal to like every nook and cranny of it. Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah. It's the only downside with my Bologna. And I hinted at this on a previous episode is, is the lyrics are kind of just, they're very sparse. Let's yeah. say <laughs> they're not, it's, it's definitely written by an 18 year old. <laughs> like, <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you know what I also will say, because this is another example of like, this was another track that was on that food album compilation that I got at a young age. This was an early Al track for me. A lot of this first album stuff, the deep cuts off this record, I did not hear until I was much older. So this definitely hits a real nostalgia point for me. Like I heard this as a kid and it really does resonate deeply. I have a lot of fond memories attached to this one. Even today, like listening to the record, I don't know, like when I get to this track on this album, this song has such... It's one of, if not, it's at least in the top half or third in terms of energy and excitement and enthusiasm. I feel like it just, I don't know, I can hear the the high energy, not just in terms of tempo, but you know, the performance. I don't, yeah. I don't know, I just, I, I get excited as soon as this song starts every time. There's something I don't like about the lyric, I always eat too much, then throw up, but I'll soon be back for my, my, my balloon. I don't know why that lyric always felt clunky to me. Like the third verse, I actually think is really funny. Going through the market now, market now, I'm the biggest baloney pyre. I'm walking down the shopping aisle, shopping aisle, filling up my baskets with Oscar Mayer. Oscar like, Mayer. That's a yeah. good ass rhyme. That, that, I give him a yeah. lot of credit on that verse. Like, like we were saying, like for the most part, there's so many weird out parodies over this like 40 year career. Yeah. 
where it's like I never like never in a million years could I imagine coming up with that parody idea. <laughs> sure. My Bologna definitely feels like one that if Al didn't get there first, somebody would have. It's probably true. And it is also funny. I just was thinking about it was, uh, you know, Al had a sort of the viral tweet um, early on in the pandemic where he was like, please stop asking me to do my Corona. (laughs) (laughs) Whether or not people were actually saying that to him or not, it was a legitimately funny because it is that was a comparably obvious. You're right. From a lyrical perspective, this is somewhat obvious. It's not as but there's a lot of that. Well, I shouldn't say because there's some there's definitely some interesting subjects that he tackles on this record, which we are going to be approaching uh, in the upcoming episodes. There's some really interesting stuff that he is writing about. And this compared to that is on the goofy side. I don't know. These lyrics are very, very silly and they're not um, it's not the funniest parody he has ever written. No. And I think that that's all I'm saying. Like, I think it is the most important parody he's ever done. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of like. Desert Island top five personal favorite Al parodies. This one isn't even popping on the charts. Not even close. Might not. Yeah, even, that's fair. Might not even show up if you were like top five favorite Weird Al songs about food. This might not make that list for me. About either. food? That's interesting. You know, maybe at some point in this we can do like we'll do all these sub lists of <laughs> yeah. categories, like the ranking the food songs. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw this out there. Right. When we get, when we're going through this release schedule, obviously we're not going to do the TV album or the food yeah. album, but yeah. when we hit that mark, we'll make a top five of that specific theme yeah. for both of those. Or we could even, we could re-rank, like do the TV album and the food album in order of our favorites. Ooh, like, I just like that. re-sequence those records once we've gotten through all that material. Yeah. That's a fun idea. That's, a, that's what we're doing. Guys, stay right, tuned. Cool. That'll be in about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna that year and a half is gonna fly by people Dude, don't worry about for it for sure and especially don't worry you know at the time that we're recording this the first episode hasn't even come out yet so we don't That's true we yeah. don't know we assume you guys are loving this show. yeah we're assuming you're loving it <laughs> but i can categorically say that when i posted a picture of our logo and officially announced that the show was coming out i had over a hundred likes and a shit ton of comments from people nice. like I am so excited for this. Oh, so makes me very happy. Based on that, I feel like we're definitely going to hit a point where there's people who want to be on our show. Yes. <laughs> so I'm into it. I'm I think very, that very will also it. make it really fly by for us as recording where it's like it's going to oh, start time. off with like, oh, we're going to have our friends on, but then I think there's going to be people that we never in a million years thought we would be talking to who are like, I'm Man, a big I'm... Al fan. Let's do this. <laughs> well, that's, you know, we talked about this before we even started the show where I said like it being in the music world, like there is no, I don't think I've met anybody who doesn't at least have one or two Al songs that are very special to them. Yeah. And I think same with comedians, anyone who does comedy, I comedy think is too. a huge exactly. aspect. So hopefully we're, we're hoping for big things. I won't say we're expecting anything for all we know, it's just going to be 200 episodes of us, but <laughs> I don't think that's the case just because we've already ran it past a few friends. But <laughs> we have. Yeah. 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 But no, it is exciting. Let me ask you this question because yeah. it's a shorter song. And like we said, there's not a whole lot to analyze from a lyrical standpoint. Yeah. Um, we've covered most of the musical standpoint. How do you feel about Bologna <laughs> compared to like other deli meats? Um, yeah, you know, I would say that I'm not a fan. Same. And and I wonder if... <laughs> this is now two food-based songs we've covered where both of us have agreed that the food that is being discussed is not something we like. Is not. Yeah, we're not fans. <laughs> um, that's true. I mean, you know, Rocky Road is fine. 
It's acceptable. I'm not gonna if if someone hands me Rocky, I'm gonna have a bite. Okay, fair. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn it down. But it's also not gonna be my top choice. I feel like I'm I've only ever had bologna. You know, you're at like a fancy Christmas dinner and they've got like the tray of meats and they're like all rolled up, all like rolled up individually. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. like a rolled up bologna piece. Maybe I'm a turkey guy. I'll take turkey anything. When I was a kid, if there was those bologna, like rolled up bologna things, mm-hmm. I would take that and I would fill the inside of the circle with ketchup. And then I would just eat these like bologna ketchup rolls. And now as an adult, that is horrifying <laughs> for me to think about. I can't imagine doing that. I'm pretty sure that at some point in my life, with bologna specifically, I may have recreated Jim Carrey in the cable guy doing the Hannibal Lecter scene with the chicken oh, skin God. on yes. at least a couple and <laughs> that's yeah that that checks out just as well. like lay bologna on my face and just be like sorry that's off the laps. <laughs> like, <laughs> that seems like something I would have done as well yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually wondering if my opinion of bologna has been influenced by this song <laughs> I honestly don't know because like this, I've known this track for such a long time and maybe it made me think that bologna was not appealing because the whole joke of this song is this guy is obsessed with this like objectively not great thing. And that is, I mean, it is a theme in his songs for sure because the other meat based song I can think of by him is spam. And that is also like an embarrassing meat to be obsessed with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really the whole point, right, is the idea of this, like, a love letter to a thing nobody, I mean, I wouldn't say nobody likes, but nobody could ever be passionate about. No, I'm not against, I I have, I am positive, I have bitten into a sandwich that was some white bread that had some bologna cheese and, like, mayo or something on it, like, I'm sure it's happened, but, like... I've never willingly been like, you know what I could really go for right now is a nice bologna sandwich. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't even know. I feel like I'd have to go to the deli and like a part of me wants to try one now because I haven't had this in how how many years of my life. Like maybe I would love it. Who knows? No. I mean, this is again this. Who knows what happens with this podcast, Matt? But maybe, you know, maybe the show gets so big. (laughs) One day we take this on a nice like two week tour on the, on the road. Take it on the road, and we make it a point to do like a series of video blogs of us eating all of the foods <laughs> that Al has sung songs about. Uh, there, I mean, honestly, that is a dangerous game we could start because boy, boy, oh boy, we start entering, um, you know, get into UHF territory, and we're gonna be eating a lot of weird stuff. Dude, I have, I am not a Twinkie man. But even I am like, yo, that little tiny hot dog Twinkie thing looks pretty dope. <laughs> when I did my uh, the live stream playthrough of we, uh, Al's catalog, a group of friends of mine got together and ate Twinkie Wiener sandwiches <laughs> while I played it. The review from everybody there, I mean, it wasn't that many people. It was like three or four people. But um, the review was that it was nobody could believe how not bad it was. I, I'm kind of, I, I think that that's probably not, the most shocking thing. I've yeah, heard. They, everyone was very impressed that it was actually kind of okay. <laughs> as far as baloney goes, for our listeners, people who are listening, I'm genuinely curious who out there, so any people out there who regularly eat baloney sandwiches or baloney in any form, is this something that's on, like, it feels so, it dates this song in a funny way because it doesn't feel to me like a thing that is no. a thing anymore. I grew up with baloney sandwiches being a, a common, like, you know, school lunch thing. But I don't. I, in my mind, that does not happen anymore. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I I also realize this is such a weird thing 
to think about. But I think that there was a slight period of time where I also confused Oscar Meyer, like the company Oscar Meyer for yeah. Oshkosh Bagosh, like the kids clothing. <laughs> like, like like they were like oh, interchangeable yeah, in different. my brain. Like if you said either one, I'd be like, yeah, the kids clothes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But man, the Oscar Meyer, Oscar Meyer had a nice old theme song, though. Yeah, <laughs> like they did. That is a jingle and a half. I still, I mean, the Simpsons may have thrown a little bit into my uh, th- th- yeah thoughts, they did but... really lock it in for sure i was <laughs> just yeah. thinking the same thing i'll sometimes just be like oh, my baloney has a first name <laughs> and I, I don't again that seems like maybe from our childhood that would be a thing maybe anyone a little bit younger than us would not know that i, I have not that heard lasted. that jingle in, in any sincerity time. in any form yeah. of sincerity probably since even before the simpsons like i feel like even when the probably. simpsons made that reference it was making fun of a date at commercial jingle. exactly exactly but all right so you've You've played your card that My Bologna, currently your number one. My Bologna is my number one parody on this record. I'll say so far. Okay. Spoiler, maybe more more than this, but I I love this. I don't know. This, to me, this is the embodiment of all of the best qualities that Al and his band have on this record. So I don't think I like it more than Ricky. I really love Ricky. Ricky is probably my favorite parody song on this album. There you go. It's also probably my, could be my favorite song on the whole album. We'll see. Wow. Um, we'll see. so interesting. We'll I love see. that. That's great. Now where I'm, I, I obviously I put my Bologna above stop dragging my car around. Yeah. There's part of me that wants to say that it's better than I love Rocky Road. Mm, but, okay. But there's, a, so here's, here's the thing. I'm looking at it. This is where it becomes tough because I'm just looking at four songs right now and it feels like I love Rocky Road now officially being in the lower half of everything seems mm-hmm. too low. <laughs> right. Well, it's weird because, again, this record, in terms of the parody, it does not have that many parodies. It doesn't have that many parodies, and the parody spacing is very strange. Yeah. Opens with a parody, track three, then you get two originals, then two parodies back-to-back, then an original, then a parody, and then three originals to close out. Three it, originals to end a record. I like mean, that's amazing. Like it's a weird, it's a weird lineup. I'm gonna stick yeah. with number two, okay? Because I, I think I'm thinking of like what's to come, not just on this album, but in the next album. And I think that there's enough that Rocky Road will stay still high enough to the top for a little bit over okay. time. Okay. So that's, but. Yes, I'm going to put my balloon at number two. That's the final answer locked. Final up. answer. We've locked it in. But yes, uh, just one last time. The the album recording, just a beautiful, beautiful presentation. And also, just weirdly enough, the song, a re-recorded version of the song, did in fact imp- appear in season three of Stranger Things as well, which is uh, just crazy. I mean, it makes sense. I didn't sense. know that. Yeah, really? It, yeah. It, I mean... So that it said a re-recorded version, but I'm wondering if they just mean like the album re-recorded version appeared. Mm. But the idea that Weird Al would be someone that the Stranger Kids are listening to is not that out of the realm of no, no, believability no, not... to me at all. So I'll take it. Wow, there's that's wild. I did not know about that. There's another song that we're going to talk about on this album that appeared on a different TV show that made zero sense. And we'll get into it when we get there. <laughs> wow. All right. But until then. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited to talk about next week's episode. That's that's the closest thing to a spoiler I'm going to give you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 